Hi, this is Shannon Waller, and welcome to this episode of the Team Success Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about a key entrepreneurial attitude called don't give up. This is about being resilient. This is about learning to see mistakes and breakdowns as learning opportunities as opposed to failures. Now, why I think this is so important is that this is something that the very best entrepreneurs, and by best, I mean most successful entrepreneurs, really see as a key part of their growth and their success. They learn from their mistakes. They learn from the breakdowns. And what's interesting with the very best entrepreneurs that I know of is that they really use it as a learning opportunity for the team. Now, what I know about team members, though, is that team members come so much more from the perspective of perfectionism. They think they have to get it right the first time. They're not willing to experiment. They're not willing to just do the first 80%. They don't want to fail. And why I think this is such a critical entrepreneurial attitude, because if a company is growing, you're going to be doing new things that you've never done before, that if you don't take a risk and try something, you're not going to know if it works or not. If you're only always doing what works, you are not going to be learning anything. You're just going to be reinforcing your existing patterns. So part of what I want you to leave this episode with is a real appreciation for your own resilience and also a sense of how you can develop it further and to really encourage it in every single person that you work with. Resilience is a capability. It's like a muscle. In a great book I read about education, it talked about really what was the number one success criteria for kids coming out of really disadvantaged situations, single-parent homes, often abuse, poverty, drugs, you name it. They came out of the very worst. The number one characteristic of the kids who made it were stick-to-itiveness, that sense of resilience, not being beaten down, being able to come back from adversity. If they had that, everything else fell into place. If they didn't have that, even if they had a mentor and other capabilities, things wouldn't necessarily stick. They wouldn't actually be able to hold themselves together to survive past their not auspicious beginnings. This characteristic of resilience, I think, is really exciting. It's something that I know I've really worked hard on my own self to develop. Sometimes, frankly, it's a lot easier to go, eh, I give up. In fact, that is almost always the easier path to take. But when I've really stuck to something and figured it out, the sense of the win that I get, the sense of the confidence that I get from that is actually incredibly empowering. And it's often when something did not come easy. We talk a lot at Strategic Coach about the value of learning from experiences that did not go how you expected them to. If you think about your greatest teachers in life, it's really been when things didn't work. You learned what not to do. It woke you up from being complacent. All of a sudden, you had to be much more aware. So when reality bumps up against you and it wins, it's actually incredibly educational. And I think it's the ability to be resilient, to not give up, is something that is absolutely one of the most important things that successful entrepreneurs do and that entrepreneurial teams need to also embrace that capability. So I want to emphasize this too, and if you want to learn more about the whole topic of how to handle failure, please read Lewis Schiff's book called Business Brilliant. He's got this great part in chapter number eight where he really talks about, the title of the chapter is actually, Nothing Succeeds Like Failure. So in chapter eight, Nothing Succeeds Like Failure, here's a little quote that he puts just underneath the title. He says, about seven in 10 self-made millionaires said that, quote, setbacks and failures have taught me what I'm good at. Fewer than two out of 10 in the middle class agreed. 
So if you want to be just the most successful entrepreneur or entrepreneurial team member you can be, you actually need to really embrace failure, not avoid it, which is frankly, again, as I said before, a lot easier, certainly a lot easier on your ego, if nothing else, is to really appreciate it. And in the book, Lewis talks about entrepreneurs who've tried things one, two, three, four, five times. Some of our most beloved characters or personalities in the business and entertainment world, if you hear about their past, you're like, oh my gosh, how'd they make it so far? Some examples are Walt Disney was told that he couldn't draw, (laughs) which I think is highly entertaining. Einstein was not particularly successful in school. The list goes on of entrepreneurs and entertainers and inventors who were just not successful by other people's standards, but persevered. I have such respect for that capability. Probably the most famous example or most commonly known example is Thomas Edison. And Thomas Edison, when asked, don't you feel badly after failing to make the light bulb after so many attempts? He said, no, I simply found a thousand ways not to make the light bulb. I love that. That to me is epitomizes the spirit of what we're talking about today. Now, one of the key strategies I've found for dealing with mistakes and breakdowns, first of all, is to look for the lesson. You always want to do that. We have a fabulous tool at Coach called the Experience Transformer, where we simply look at what worked, what didn't, knowing what we know now, what would we do differently, and then finally, what's our new course of action? What are our new strategies? So we do that after almost everything, something that worked, something that didn't work. We do that kind of Experience Transformer analysis on it. The other thing, though, the thing that can really keep you sane is to have a very, very good sense of humor. Be able to laugh at your mistakes, laugh at other people's mistakes in a nice way. So my very good colleague and I, Paul, had an experience where we thought we had done this brilliant webinar. The results looked like they were spectacular. They were out of the park. We were doing high fives. I went on my win streak app for days (laughs) because we thought we had this amazing close ratio. Well, it turned out that our new system of tracking was inaccurate. We thought we had 32. We actually got two. (laughs) And it was funny because the person who figured out the mistake didn't want to tell me. And I started laughing. It was hysterical. This just happened. And I said, no, 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 John, you can always keep it real with me. Always let me know what's going on. So when you can find the mistakes entertaining, we always know that if we look back at ourselves five years ago and you look at things you did, you may wince. You're like, did I really do that? But also, hopefully, you can find the humor in it. When we can laugh at our mistakes and teach other people that it's okay to laugh, then all of a sudden, we are freed up from all of that angst. Oftentimes, if I'm getting stressed out about something that I've done wrong in the moment, I'll think, what will I feel about this five or 10 years from now? Now, most of the time, I know I will not remember, nor will anyone else that I care about remember, which is very freeing. Or I'll say, you know what? I can have the best story ever. (laughs) And then I can enjoy and celebrate it. So you can coach yourself on how to handle the, eh, the pain that comes with making a mistake or having a breakdown of some kind. So I just really, again, want you to appreciate the value of being resilient and of coaching other people around you to do that. I want to stress here, and we've talked in other podcasts about always learning, but really taking a look at the situation and seeing it for what did work, what didn't. I've learned something really powerful from Dan Sullivan, and one of the things that he says when something breaks down, when it doesn't go right with the team or with the system, is that he says 95% of the time it's not the person, it is the system. 
So instead of laying the blame on one individual, which can be very tempting, it's horrifying if that's you. <laughs> We've all had that going like, I'm left holding the bag here. What happens is that we actually focus on the system. What didn't work? Where was there a miscommunication? Where was there a misunderstanding? Where did someone not understand the timing? Maybe someone did drop the ball. If that's not their talent, maybe someone else would do that better and this person would be better placed somewhere else. Or do they have too much on their plate? And what happens is in our company culture is that people learn to be resilient because they're very rarely blamed. This is not a blaming culture. This is a learning culture. And everyone is expected to learn from his or her mistakes. Every single person is expected to constantly be improving their own systems. So it's one of those things where I don't actually feel like I run into too much issue. If I make a mistake, I'm like, oh, well, try that next. <laughs> Better yet, if we can have a good laugh about it. You have no idea just how happy I was with those make-believe results that I was experiencing. I took great joy in that for two whole weeks until I learned the truth. So it's really funny to me that that happens. Like, oh, well, I had actually thought it was good. I didn't think it was that good. But if the audience was going to respond that way, who am I to argue <laughs> was my sentiment? But that to me is refreshing. And it gives the people around me a lot of freedom to be honest with me, to be authentic with me, to not feel like I'm going to flip out because something did not get reported properly. And that just leads to a freedom and a degree of teamwork and team success that otherwise would not be available. If you're always putting people on the defensive, if they're going to feel blamed, frankly, you are not going to have great teamwork. And your team will not be taking risks. They will not be experimenting. They will not be testing. They'll be playing defense. One of the things that's really true and powerful about strategic coach culture is something that Dan wrote down years ago. He said he wants everyone to have no defense budget. The entire budget spent on offense. I love that. So no one has to put any emotional or mental energy into playing defense around here. Now, not that we don't get frustrated occasionally, but it blows over. As my friend Paul says, it's a summer storm. <laughs> you know, we don't hold grudges. We apologize. And that's actually the final thing I want to say about mistakes and breakdowns. One of the things that's also crucial for team success in this is being able to own up and say when you've made a mistake. I love it when people say, sorry, I messed up, I forgot, I thought I sent the email, I didn't, still in the draft folder. Or sometimes it's a bigger thing, I didn't call the client back like I said I was going to, whatever it is. I can deal with reality, what I can't deal with is fake. I am really not very good at that, and I suspect you aren't either. And none of us can actually correct something that isn't true. We can't fix it. You know, my next project I'm working on is a book called Multiplication by Subtraction, which I've talked about also on a podcast. And I just interviewed a fabulous, wonderful client about a situation where what happened in his situation is that he went back and realized that the person he was working with that needed to be subtracted was lying, was saying things were done and were not, and would not own up and not be honest about mistakes and breakdowns. So I think this is really important, obviously, on several levels. It means you don't have to be subtracted <laughs> if you have this philosophy of really seeing mistakes and breakdowns as learning opportunities. But part of that is actually acknowledging when you've made a mistake or your team's made a mistake or where it was when the mistake happened. I am very clear and straightforward. I don't try and pull any punches about myself or anyone else. I love being able to be straightforward and not have to worry that someone's ego is gonna get bruised. 
everyone around here just knows that's reality, and we're going to work to make it better. That, to me, is absolutely a key component of team success. So I hope you found this conversation on resilience and not giving up inspiring and motivating to you. Hopefully, it will encourage your own sense of resilience and that of those around you. And if you have any feedback, questions, or comments, or ideas for other podcasts, please let us know at questionsastrategiccoach.com. Thank you very much for listening, and as always, here's to your team's success.